Sometimes it feels like your business is going 100 miles an hour, barely keeping up. Dell Technologies advisors have the tech you need to get past whatever's in front of you. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. You're listening to Producing with Purpose, an ethical business podcast with me, Tony Corrales. We'll be speaking to some of the greatest CEOs, creatives, founders, and entrepreneurs who have established and managed companies that put ethical practices at the forefront of their mission, all whilst navigating the challenges of the business world. Hey, and welcome to Producing with Purpose with me, Tony Corrales. And today, I'm really happy to bring to you Casey Whitelaw of Go Neutral. Now, I realize that I always start these episodes by saying I'm really excited to bring to you or it's great to bring to you this person from this company. Um, But the truth is, I am really excited and happy to bring these conversations to you because I get to have the conversation firsthand. And that's really inspiring and really nice for me to be able to meet these, you know, meet these amazing people and have those chats. Um, And then I listen to the, you know, I listen to the interviews back when I'm editing. And also then I give it a listen back to just take it on as a listener, you know, not when you're trying to have an active interview with someone, so to speak, and take all the tips and the knowledge and think how I can apply that to, you know, my the business I'm starting or to the projects I'm working on. So it is really nice. I'm really happy to be able to bring that to you. And I hope that you're finding value from that and that you're getting good tips or good insights into the amazing work that people are doing. And if it is bringing you value, then I would ask as well that you head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review, a star rating, or even better, a written review about why you love listening to the show. That really helps the podcast grow. The more reviews we get, the more people it gets shown to. That then in turn helps us get bigger and better guests and bring more value to you. So it's just all clubbing together to make this, you know, make this an emerging platform for great ethical business conversations. So today's guest, Casey, has founded an amazing company called Go Neutral. And the reason I really love what Go Neutral are doing is because it's not starting a business or a product that then incorporates somebody's ethical values underneath that, but it's actually looking at something that we need people to be doing, which in this case is reducing their carbon emissions. And then it's productizing that to make it not seem like they're having to make a sacrifice to make these positive impacts, but they're actually getting something for it. And I think that's a really great way to look at starting a business with purpose. Um, So Casey's got an amazing background uh, being an engineering director at Google, not really wanting to start going to startup world when he left, but then really seeing an opportunity with Go Neutral, which on the surface is such a simple idea. But that's that's the beauty of it is having a simple idea and then being able to market that and actually being able to execute on that and then having that positive change. Um, so I'm really excited, not just for this conversation and what's happening at the moment, but the journey of Go Neutral in the future as well. I think it was also really timely, considering the recent release of the IPCC report, to be able to talk about climate change and sustainability a little bit more in one of these podcasts. Uh, it's something that you know I'm very passionate about, as are the majority, if not all, of the guests that I have on the show. Uh, but we actually got to dig into a little bit more conversation around that as well, which which was nice too. And if you listen all the way to the end, then you'll hear Casey and I speak about really that one of the biggest hindrances to making good progress when it comes to reversing our impacts on the climate and the environment is to actually shed this idea that we need to be perfect and to just make smaller changes and collectively make smaller changes and start moving in the right direction. And actually, this aspiration for perfection is hindering our progress at the moment. 
so some really interesting insights as well towards the end of this uh, towards the end of this chat so make sure you do listen all the way to the end so once again thanks for tuning in and introducing casey whitelaw of go neutral and green collar Okay, so today on Producing with Purpose, I'm joined by Casey Whitelaw of Go Neutral, uh, also the CTO for Green Collar. So Casey, it's great to have you here, mate. Thanks for coming and welcome to the show. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. Cool, mate. So obviously we've been having our pre-chat as we always do between these episodes and getting straight into actually like, you know, had our initial chat about who's in lockdown, what's going on, and then dive straight into the air, straight into the crux of what we're talking about today. Um, but there's still, I think even from having that conversation, I've got even more questions off the back of that. So we'll get stuck straight in. And the first thing I want you to do though, is just give us, uh, an introduction to yourself and a brief introduction as well to go neutral. And I suppose the, the vision behind the company and, you know, really your elevator pitch, that part of it. Yeah, great. So I'm Casey Whitelaw. I'm the founder of Go Neutral and now CTO for Green Collar as well. Um, I've got a background in technology and I founded Go Neutral because I wanted to have a really big impact on climate action. The way that Go Neutral does that is by making it really, really easy for everybody to take meaningful climate action. Um, and it's turning carbon offsetting from something which is currently a niche product into something that I hope can become a mainstream product and help millions of people do something that really makes a difference. Awesome, man. So... One of the first questions I've got as well is, you know, I know you started Go Neutral around a year ago. Um, is it a one-man operation at the moment? Did you co-found with anyone? Is there anyone else in the team? What does the structure look like? Yeah, so Go Neutral uh, was founded just with myself. Um, my wife was my partner in getting a lot of this off the ground, which is great, you know, to have as a sounding board yeah. and, and uh, you know, to help check everything against. Um, I worked with a branding agency to get things off the ground. Um, but on day one, as we launched, it was me stuffing stickers into envelopes mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and getting it out there into the world. Cool. Awesome. Got to bootstrap it all the way. And um, so the process being then with Go Neutral and, you know, I actually jumped on and got one of the stickers just because I love the concept as well. And it's a great thing to do. But you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my take of it is that the point of Go Neutral is that as a car driver or a vehicle driver, I can purchase a sticker to put on my car, which is effectively saying my car is carbon neutral for the next 12 months. And in doing that, that's because my money has gone, or at least a proportion of the money that I've paid has gone to um, buying carbon credits, which are offsetting the emissions. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So the bet, that's it. That's it. Go neutral is all about right now making it easy for you to make your car carbon neutral, um, and carbon neutral means that you're funding carbon removal that balances the emissions from your car. Um, now we do think of it, uh, things a little bit differently with go neutral, which really is at the heart of what sets it apart from the way that offsetting has been done so far, um, and it starts really by thinking about it as you know a, a complete kind of consumer product. I really don't think that offsets themselves, you know, carbon credits, they're not really a product in the in the usual sense, or at least not something that, you know, a normal consumer would think of as a product that really solves a problem for them. You know, like mm-hmm. a carbon credit, it's hard to understand exactly what it is for a start. Um, yep. And also it's invisible. You know, it's not something that you can, you know, kind of feel or touch or kind of see the benefit of directly. You know, if you're using a, an airline uh, website to book your ticket and there's a little you know, checkbox that you can check, you can check the box and you can pay a small amount of extra money, but it doesn't really give you anything more, you know, to really kind of understand what your actions are yeah. um, or how much of a difference that really makes. 
Um, and so with Go Neutral, as you said, um, one of the key things is that when you make your card carbon neutral, you get a sticker. Here's a here's one on my note cool. pad right here. Yeah. Um, that you get you get to stick on your car so that every time you drive your car, you get to feel good about driving your car because you see your sticker and you know that you're carbon neutral. Um, and it's also just a little sign to other people that it's something that they can do too. And that's, I think, you know, and I'm sure when you actually conceptualize Go Neutral, you were like, hang on, why, you know, why is this not already available? Or this is a great idea. And, and it is, it's, you know, in the, in the complementary sense, it's such a simple idea, um, but it is completely effective. And, you know, this is a world that I'm pretty, in, you know, immersed into. Uh, and it was a great opportunity when I saw that I could do that to get it. And the first thing I did when I got my sticker is I went and put it on my car because I did want that little bit of virtue signaling. I wanted that smug satisfaction that I'd offset my car. So that's what I think is great as well is people, you know, there are so many things you can sign up to, whether it's subscription models here or there are radio stations or whatever it is, and you get a bumper sticker, but you don't really feel that compelled to shout about it. But I'd, I'd love to know and you know, I don't know if you've ever been able to find out what the actual stick-through rate is, so to speak, of the people who get your stickers and put them on the cars, because it must be high. Um, so I don't know for sure um, what the stick-through rate is. I can say that I've seen them myself in the wild on other people's cars, like not friends, yeah. not neighbours, <laughs> but, you know, like pe- people who I don't know personally. And it's an amazing thrill, when, you know, to, to see them out there in the wild. So I know that people are really doing it. Mm. Um, and it's all it's all based around, um, you know, these ideas, again, of, of looking past just the science, you know, the climate science of, of offsetting, you know, and, and carbon removal, and really trying to think about, you know, why isn't this something that all people have already done? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I guess there's lots of steps, you know, to get there. Um, and I guess, you know, I can I can tell you how I, I reached that point, um, you know, as, as a way of explaining yeah. you know, um, why Go Neutral looks the way that it does. Well, I think, I think it would be good to hear that. And actually, one thing that I wanted to ask, and you can probably merge those in together to an extent, is because for me, I think the reason a lot of people aren't doing it is is actually education, which is terrifying in itself, is that people don't realize that we need to be working towards net zero emissions. People don't realize how accessible it is to make some small changes to their personal lives to do that. But I think one, yeah, one thing to incorporate in is why and how, and also actually explaining a little bit of why we do need to work towards net zero emissions, why something like Go Neutral is important, why we should be offsetting our carbon. Yeah, great. So um, I think there are two aspects to this. One is, um, you know, why am I interested in working on consumer offsetting in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, you know, why do I think that we can do better in terms of motivating more people to, you know, to offset? Uh, so to look at the first one, I guess, you know, it's really the story of how I how I came to be working on on uh, consumer offsetting in the first place. Yeah. I did not want to start a startup when I quit Google. Um, it was actually the last thing that I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of a surprise to me that that's that, that that's where I ended up. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess you know, my uh, my history uh, you know, at Google was in technology. I have a PhD in computational linguistics, which has absolutely no relevance to anything that I'm doing these days. Um, uh, but it was the start of me, you know, being able to work at Google and to really get a chance to learn about how to build, you know, big systems and products at scale that mm. can that can have a big impact. You know, and so that's what I got a great exposure to, you know, over my time at Google. Um, and when I quit, I didn't know what I wanted to do, except I knew that I wanted to work in climate. You know, okay. I knew that you know, it had reached a point personally where 
Uh, I had no reason not to work on climate, yeah. and I had a million reasons why it was the most important thing in my life that I had to do. Cool. Um, and and so I quit with that goal of if, trying to find a way that I could make a difference in the climate space, um, and hopefully in a way that would be kind of additional to all of the work that everybody else is doing in the climate space. So I didn't just want to kind of follow in the footsteps of of others. Yeah. Um, when I did when I did my uh, research, you know, into the various aspects of you know of climate solutions this is another big thing about climate right you know like we i think everyone understands this by now there is no magic bullet you know there's no single solution offsetting is not that solution carbon removal is not that solution renewables are not that solution the truth is that we have to do many many things as quickly and effectively as possible in order to have any chance to limit global warming yeah. right you know so when i when i talk about solutions it's about you know contributing to one of the many things that that we need to be doing yeah. Um, and the the thing that got me really excited was carbon sequestration. And by that, I mean, you know, pulling carbon out of the atmosphere, you know, from carbon dioxide and locking that up in some form to reduce atmospheric CO2. That's that's really the, the heart of global warming. I mean, we can talk about you know, other other gas, greenhouse gases as well, but carbon dioxide is the biggie. Um, and it turns out, you know, that right now, the best way that we have of removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere is through natural methods, you know, and people might often say it's through planting trees, really, it's through growing trees, right? Yeah. And it's trees, it's, it's grasslands, it's seaweed, it's, it's many other things. And the, the reason that this was so exciting to me um, was essentially because of the potential to do this at scale in Australia, and the great outcomes that come from from doing that. Um, so people like by now, it's been a few years that we've been talking about Australia as a renewable energy superpower, right? We yeah. know that we have the potential because of sun, because of sun and wind, um, to not only supply our own power needs, but you know, really to become a superpower where we can also be exporting, you know, either products built on built using renewable energy or the energy it, itself um, to the rest of the world, and that's the basis for an amazing post carbon economy. Yeah. Um, so in the way, the same way that we have this this potential to be a renewable energy superpower, Australia has this potential to be a carbon capturing superpower. You know, um, again, using our natural resources, which is our land, you know, we we can capture huge amounts of carbon, and this can be the basis of an industry um, that again is you know can be a large part of Australia's post carbon economy. Uh, in the process, if we do those things, we're actually making our land better at the same time. Yeah. You know, where regenerating native forests you know we're improving soil quality we're improving drought resistance um and it's an economic win at the same time you know it's it's uh generating money both locally and if we open this up internationally you know it work there too so you know it's it's becoming a new regional economy as well so if you look at all of that as the potential it's this amazing you know kind of uh, positive in every possible way you know it's the ultimate no regret solution um, and it's something that really captured my imagination. So I was like, how can I contribute to doing more carbon sequestration in Australia and driving that future where we're a, a carbon capturing superpower? Awesome, man. That's a great overview as well. And I think that's a really that's a really good and comprehensive overview for anybody who's listening to this and doesn't have maybe quite the same understanding of what, you know, what that can actually achieve and how that can work. And it's awesome to think of Australia being capable of having such a pivotal role in that as well. It, it, it really is. And, you know, the, the research shows, I mean, even before you start talking about things like soil carbon, Australia has the potential to capture many hundreds of millions of tonnes of carbon dioxide mm. each year, you know, to, to remove it from the atmosphere. Um, and so that's more actually than our entire current 
emissions. Wow. Okay. Right. So you know, to give you to give you, you know, a, a sense of the scale, we can't turn around and do that tomorrow. But the Australian land has the potential, mm. you know, to to capture huge amounts of of carbon, and and to be improved as a result, um, which is really really cool. Cool. And I think one thing that's touched on there, and I've got a few more things to discuss in that to get stuck into, but let's just quickly talk about green collar because that's where you're the CTO. And um, just for, for those listening, explain the involvement of green collar in this whole, you know, this ecosystem of what you've got going on and what you've been talking about. Absolutely. So, so green collar um, is a company that manages environmental projects um, and they are the one, you know, those projects are the ones that are doing the carbon removal. You know, so they work with landholders to run projects such as regeneration projects or avoided clearing projects and so forth. Um, and so that's actually the work that then does the actual capturing of, of, uh, of carbon dioxide um, using natural methods. Awesome. Um, so I'm, I, I think, you know, there's a, that's the that's the supply side, yeah. and uh, I started working with them because it was uh, the work that was being done on those projects um, that was uh, then ending up being the backing for the go neutral stickers that I was selling. Excellent. So was that just a bit of a kind of I suppose coincidental thing that you were working with those guys as part of go neutral, and then you know conversations happened, and next thing you know you've got the role of CTO. Yeah, that's right. I think it was a natural synergy because you know the so um, so far the largest customers for Australian carbon credits has been the federal government through the um, emissions reduction fund. Yeah, um, and that's opening up you know the demand for uh, for carbon credits uh, from the for the voluntary market is in, in continuing to expand. And so for green coal, I think it's a natural evolution to look beyond you know uh, just very large um, compliance customers and the government mm. uh, you know as potential customers and and to look at the broader market um, and so at the same time as you know as, as they were looking into that um, I was building go neutral which was completely focused on consumers as a as a market for their products awesome so one thing around that is just I suppose out of general interest is if you're somebody who's a landowner um, you might be you might have farmland or any you know any purpose of having agriculture there is it more i suppose is it more profitable or can you meet the i suppose the same profitability of using that land for um pulling carbon from the atmosphere as you can from maybe growing another crop like how does that go square meter for square meter kind of thing yeah so actually uh you know i think the idea of even having to have these as alternatives um, mm. is something that in many cases um, isn't true. So the right. the reason that I'm a big fan of um, what's called human-induced regeneration, for example, um, is that it's a, a practice in terms of changing the way you're managing your land that works alongside your existing uh, grazing, you know, if you're, okay. if you're grazing, you know, cattle or sheep or, uh, or anything like that. So the it's not a choice of I can be a grazier or I can use my land for carbon removal. Um, it's actually about continuing to be, you know, continuing your your lifestyle and the identity and kind of community attachment that comes with that, um, but changing the way that you're doing it in a in a way that then you can also foster regeneration on your on your land, um, and then the net result actually, um, you know, it, this is um, the kind of thing that's talked about a lot in regenerative agriculture. The net result is actually that both of these activities. Uh, complement each other and you get better results you know so yeah. having having land where the soil quality is better and you know there's more feed available means that your livestock 
uh, you know, uh, is of better quality, um, and they both re- and they that reduces emissions, you know, further, and also means that uh, you know you have a better business uh, revenue there too. So it's they're not necessarily in tension with mm. each other. It's actually something that can complement each other really well. Awesome, yeah. So it's great to actually open that up and yeah, get as many people involved as possible. There's a lot of opportunity there across the market. That's great. Um, so before we, so I want to dive into the actual, you know, the founding of Go Neutral, some of the model behind that, getting into the, you know, the business and the upside of it, so to speak. But before we do, I am interested in coming myself from a bit more of a tech background, just what you spent 14 years doing at Google, I suppose, and how that's, <laughs> and how that has set you up to what you're doing now, or if it just kind of hasn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, so... Uh, it's a range of things. So, you know, I worked, uh, I was really lucky to work across many different projects at Google, mm-hmm. um, you know, and across many different offices. Um, I worked in kind of core search, you know, and, and question answering and so forth. Uh, I was part of an internal startup at Google that some people may remember called Google Wave, um, which was one of Google's, you know, kind of most exciting, uh, you know, kind of uh, adventures in the world of messaging, okay. uh, I would say. Cool. Um, I, uh, and, and so that was great in terms of really starting something from scratch and, you know, being part of something really innovative. Um, I've uh, worked on Chrome. So if you've used Chrome on iOS or iPad, uh, that's something that my um, team in Paris had a lot to do with. Awesome. Um, which is something I'm really, I'm really proud of. Um, and then in Sydney, I worked in, in uh, Google Maps primarily, and that was great and actually formed a really, has formed a really great basis for, you know, some of the more kind of geospatial work that I'm, that I'm doing now. But I think the real thing that it exposed me to was the importance of product design and product thinking yeah. um, in terms in terms of you know building products that people you know really want to use. So to make sure that you're you know solving problems that users really have, and then looking really hard at all of the points of friction, you know, and all the things that will that will get in the way, the inhibitors that will stop people from using a product. So you know both making sure that you've got something that's really attractive and desirable um, mm-hmm. and then that it's as easy as possible for people to adopt. Um, and that's something that, of course, you know, is the bread and butter for any technology company these days, um, but isn't necessarily part of the way that everybody thinks. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. It's taking that through and taking that product-centric design, thinking through, or the customer-centric design within product through is just a good foundation of any of any business, really, of solving those problems. And and I think that that shows here because, as I said earlier, effectively go neutral is a very simple problem solver um, which is great and that's where a lot of good business comes from is actually finding that and finding a simple and effective way to solve that problem um so going then into yeah the actual starting starting stages of go neutral just tell i suppose tell us a little bit about that journey from thinking from coming up with the idea and conceptualizing that to actually turning it into something that was live and ready to go you know was that a pretty quick journey did you sort of sit on it for a while what was that period of time like um well it's interesting that we're back in lockdown in sydney now because go neutral was also kind of a lockdown story last year Mm -hmm. um so i I was very interested and kind of completely convinced of the value of carbon sequestration um and then as i uh, researched that more um, i was trying to look for places that i could make an, uh, an impact and I ended up um, investigating consumer offsetting essentially as a way of generating demand for high-quality Australian carbon credits. You know, okay. essentially, you know, if if we could turn these into into products that people wanted, then that money would then go into funding more of these projects, and the right things would happen. Mm. Um, and the, and that became exciting because when I looked around at the at the offsetting space, 
uh, and this was at the end of 2019, um, it was pretty miserable, honestly. You know, like there's a lot of uh, uh, websites that would do offsetting that would start by forcing you to to fill out these long kind of mm. tax form calculators that would go for pages and pages and pages, and it would make you either, you know, kind of lie or look up all these details about your life, um, and then would give you numbers that you don't understand, and then would then ask you to choose between 20 different projects that you don't know the relative benefits or, you know, benefits yeah. of. And the whole thing was just, just felt doomed to failure, you know. Um, and it really highlighted for me that in the climate change space, it's the complexity itself that's one of the things that really drives people away. Um, yeah. And that com- that complexity, as you mentioned earlier, you know, about education, that complexity comes from many different places. You know, it feels hard to do. It feels like you you need to be an expert, um, you know, it feels that you need to be perfect because, you know, a lot of things in our society these days have this demand, you know, for people to do things to, to an absolute perfection, which I think is a real a real problem and an inhibitor in itself. Um, and all of those things, and, and once you finish, you know, if you did kind of push your way all the way through this process with many, many, many steps where you could fail, once you did get all the way through, it was pretty underwhelming as a result. You know, you had to work yourself to really feel good about what you did and, you know, kind of mm. believe that it was the right thing. But there wasn't any kind of scaffolding from these products to really, you know, to really help you get the most out of it. Um, and so I guess also because I wanted to to pursue this from the perspective of generating demand, I wasn't interested in getting people to to seek perfection. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to generate scale, right? Because, you know, when it comes to climate... That's that's where the impact will come from. So, you know, if I can generate, if I can create a product that uh, will help a million people offset three tons each, which is the you know the three point two tons is the average amount for an Australian car, um, even though each of those people have a larger carbon footprint than that, um, then I will have have made more of a difference than if I can convince a thousand people to offset their carbon footprint perfectly. Absolutely, I, I think that's a huge thing about getting us towards getting us towards net zero, getting us towards reduction to at least a point that it's going to make that impact is making is taking people on the journey. And all right, there is one camp where you can say, we don't really have time for people's journeys. You know, like the the time is running out pretty rapidly, but at the same time, it's just not going to happen. You and I, and you know, not to make the assumption for you, but I'm sure there are plenty of things that you don't do that you could the same way there are things that I don't do that I could because it is extremely hard to just flip a switch and be perfect. So I, I know that yeah. I know that your fashion label is vegan, for example. Yeah. And you know, and certainly eating red meat is is a problem for the climate. If I believed that I could that I could get all Australians or all people in the world to dramatically change their diet habits, and if I had like a product idea that could do that then that's what I would pursue. Yeah. You know, but but actually I believe that if you say you have to now suddenly live a perfect life, you know, and your diet is wrong and your lifestyle is wrong and the house you live in is wrong and so forth, I think if you make that, you know, kind of an all or nothing proposition, then actually you just scare everybody away. Yeah. And you know, and I don't and I don't think that that's successful. No. If it's all or nothing, you end up with the nothing <laughs> or you know, or you'll get <laughs> it's a, it's it yeah, or you get five people who do the all, but it's like, and that's great, that's awesome, but it's not, it's not the thing. And you know, as it comes back to what we were talking about pre-recording and what we'll move on to shortly as well, is it's about scalability and anything. If it's if it's business sustainability or if it's working towards this situation and lifestyle change, it has to be scalable. Um, and so, I want to be clear. For example, that 
I don't believe that offsetting your car is the answer to climate change. You know, it is not the only thing that anybody needs to do. It in itself cannot ever be enough. You know, we should not continue to use you know fuel-powered cars just because we can also carbon offset them. Yep. But you know, it, it, if we embrace the reality of the situation that normal people in Australia are in right now, you know, it is the truth that most people need a car. It is the truth that that car is a petrol-burning car for almost everybody. Um, and so, therefore, it is true that this is an action that most people can take that really makes a difference, you know. And what I help uh, hope to do also is if you can get people to start thinking about the changes that they can make with something that's, you know, potentially not so controversial mm. like this, yeah. um, then they can start saying, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. What else what can I do? Good. You know, yeah. make... Yeah, that's right. And then they can build on top of that once you can get them to start thinking of themselves as someone who can take climate action. And the badge of the sticker is a badge of honor that that way, too, which says, you know, look, I've, I've offset my car. I'm doing what I can. And yes, I am the kind of person that takes action on climate. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a great it's a great way to it's a great way to start people on the job or take them, you know, when they're on their way through their journey. But it's definitely it's definitely accessible. And well, I suppose it's it's as accessible as it is for anybody who can afford to supplement that. But then it's the same thing is, you know, if a lot of people are doing it uh, and it may even be that, you know, eventually if enough people are doing it and maybe we can talk about this, but the actual, you know, you're a for profit, uh, for profit business and dependent on how much you can scale as a business and the success that you can have and the margins that are accumulated through actually selling these means that as a business, you can then work towards offsetting or, you know, essentially working towards having ways for other people who maybe financially can't do it to come on board for the journey as well and things like that. Uh, Absolutely right. So getting into then some of the actual ongoings of Go Neutral is from the actual business perspective. So I, I found out about it. Actually, I found out about it through word of mouth and then that's why I then came to get in touch with you to talk about this as well. Um, but what is what's been the marketing strategy? How are you actually planning to get this on the cars of Australians around the country? Um, so I really believe that most pe- uh, for most people, being uh, taking positive climate action um, is something that is desirable. Most mm-hmm. people think that this is a good. Um, it's something that's very hard to share. Um, and it's something that in general, you know, is hard to kind of be proud of and encourage other people to do because of a lot of the complexities around the conversation. Um, you know, also, it's not particularly easy to take a picture of the solar panels on your roof and people could get pretty bored of, you know, kind of looking at your tiny little you know, solar app and, and so forth. Um, and not everybody can buy a Tesla and drive around, you know, uh, uh, you know showing mm. that they've made a commitment to, to zero emissions uh, uh, transport. And so I wanted to make Go Neutral something that was an easy action for everybody to recommend and then build on top of that word of mouth. You know, yeah. so like the pride that comes with doing it and the and yes, absolutely the virtue signaling. Um, you know, I, I want uh, I want Go Neutral to be the keep cup of carbon. You know, keep cool. keep cups and re- reusable cups are successful, I think, because they're something that makes you feel good when you use them. Yeah. Um, and also because it's something that demonstrates to others you know, that you're doing the right thing. Mm. Um, and they're and they're a great product, right, as part of that. Um, 
and so that's how they, I believe, you know, have have spread so well. Um, certainly in in Australia, um, because of you know that really nice product design. So I'd like Go Neutral to spread that same way, you know, through that kind of organic recommendations and so forth. Um, and at its heart, it's a direct to consumer business. You know, like it just just as so many other businesses uh, these days are, and that's a really well understood space. You know, in terms of online marketing, for example, um, and. I my intention is for Go Neutral to operate exactly as those you know kind of traditional retail direct to consumer brands. Um, I'm just at the point now, uh, you know, after the acquisition from Green Collar, where we can start really ramping up the marketing that we do, which is yeah. really exciting. Cool. Um, because I I I do think there's a real opportunity for this to appeal to a very broad audience, um, because it's easy to understand and it's easy to do. Um, in a way that, you know, kind of more holistic offsetting doesn't necessarily make easy. Yeah, cool. Interesting that you said there, something that I actually wasn't aware of, that you've been acquired by Green Collar. I didn't realize that that was the case at this point. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. When did that happen? Uh, so I think it went through uh, in uh, the April-May time frame. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, so so Go Neutral is now is now part of Green Collar, um, which is great for lots of reasons. Um, you know, it also a lot of people have asked me about Go Neutral um, becoming a B Corp, for example, and that was mm-hmm. always on my roadmap. Um, and Green Collar is already a B corporation, yeah. um, so it's really great, you know, to kind of to slipstream in there too because our you know, our values line up so well. Um, but yeah, so essentially, you know, Go Neutral will be the retail brand. Uh, for green collar cool so taking it then from you know you started this up and again go alluding to our pre-chat before we hit record on this go neutral was a self-funded venture by you Uh, but i suppose well with the omission of things like if you are doing traditional marketing or if you're going through you know digital digital advertising ppc and stuff like that it's effectively quite, I would imagine, quite a low overhead business to start up in the first place anyway. And and this was a key part of why, you know, I, I said earlier, I didn't want to start a startup. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I thought about this, you know, more and more and more, um, Go Neutral became such a uh, small, you know, kind of core business idea mm. that it was actually feasible for me to think about, you know, getting this off the ground myself, you know, yeah. with the input from from some other clever people and running it. You're right. It is, you know, as it exists right now, it's essentially a direct consumer sticker selling business. Yeah. You know? yeah. And in and in the in, and in the back office, you know, in the in the back office, there's some work there to do in terms of supplying the offsetting services. Um, but everything else is essentially, you know, it's a it's a sticker selling business. How can you make those you know the stickers and the action attached to them desirable um and and then yeah and then provide people with that product is there ever a has there ever been a consideration or would there be a f- future consideration to partner with i suppose car retailers would probably be the word the uh, you know the ones selling the cars to actually include this as an offer when somebody buys a car because i can imagine an upsell as well that if you're you know if you're out there spending twenty thousand dollars on a car out of it or whatever you're spending on it and somebody says, "Oh, for an extra seventy bucks, or I think that was the price of the thing, you can you can offset the emissions of this car for a year." Um, that's yes, you know, that's not going to seem like too big an ask when you've just dropped the money on the car. Is that something you'd consider in the future? Abs- 
there are so many channels. That's it's an interesting thing. You know, even just if you look within automotive, there are so many channels through mm. which this can work. So you could look at new cars and used cars at the point point of sale. You could look at the point of service. You know, like when you take your car in for a for a checkup, they know exactly how far your car has gone. You know, mm, they're the they're the perfect people to to include that. Um, when you do your insurance, when you do your registration, you know, like there's there's all kinds of kind of like partnership and different channel opportunities. You know, car car rentals, your car services like your car next doors, and you know, go gets and so forth. Um, so absolutely, I'd love. I'm interested in scale, as you know. And so, as you were talking about with buying a new car, I would love for new cars to be carbon offset for life. You know, when yeah. you buy them, um, not as a way of um, of absolving you of responsibility, but just just a way of, you know, making as much of a difference in terms of offsetting as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, for electric vehicles, you know, there's also the construction costs, for example, yeah. especially around the batteries that people talk about a lot. Um, some EV companies have started already doing their offsetting, but I think that it's, you know, um, another good problem for people that we can solve is to help them win that argument. You know, someone say, oh, well, you know, your your EV's battery has, you know, has caused this much extra, you know, uh, extra emissions to be created. And you can mm-hmm. say, hey, don't worry. You know, um, it's, you know, it, I've already yeah. gone neutral and now I'm, now I'm on, on uh, zero emissions energy. That's awesome. And that actually somewhat leads into another discussion point or question I had, I suppose, is, you know, it, it completely makes sense for all of those reasons we've just gone through. And as as we're talking, with the way my mind works as well, it's hard to somewhat not just go on a tangent in my own mind of, oh, and you could do this and you could do this. And why aren't Uber doing it for every driver they onboard? They should be getting their like, emissions offset. There's so much cool opportunity within the automotive space. Um, but does it stop with automotive? Maybe it does for go neutral because, you you know, you want to encapsulate that there. But for example... Can you middleman and calculate, you know, how much my business is, um, you know, what the emissions of my business would be in a year and offer the opportunity for businesses to start offsetting via that method as well? Yeah. So, so absolutely, it doesn't stop with cars. For Go Neutral, I'm really interested in building a consumer brand, you know, so something that represents to consumers, I am taking effective action on the climate. You know, that's that's really at the heart of what I want to do with Go Neutral, and I want it to. I want that brand to be about climate action without being part, uh, attached to many of the other things that are often related to climate action. And that's, for example, anything that is strongly political or even environmental. You know, because um, all of these things again are inhibitors that that can drive some people away from feeling comfortable, you know, associating themselves with the brand. So I really want it you know, Go Neutral to be a consumer focused brand. That's all about climate action. Yeah. Um, and it's absolutely not about cars. Cars was the place to start because it makes it for a really easy story. And, yeah. I, you know, in my own conversations with people, it's something that um, that people can understand a lot more directly than many of the other things, uh, you know, that, that you can choose to offset. And it's also something that has a huge addressable market, you know, 20 million cars in Australia. Um, so I absolutely expect, and there's a product roadmap for Go Neutral to offer many more products. Mm. Um, it may never be in the... Uh, the corporate space, yeah. um, you know, that's that's likely something that, you know, we can address that through partnerships or, you know, or through other brands. Um, but there's a huge, huge, huge opportunity. And I will say that everything that I want to do has that same feeling of making people feel great about their actions and mm. doing making offsetting something that's really meaningful. So I'm not interested in micro offsetting where, you know, it's an extra two cents here or an extra five cents there. Yeah. Um, you know, 
we need to be thinking in terms of tons, you know, and we need to be, you know, and that means, you know, designing big products. Um, and that's where I think the opportunity is. Awesome. That's, there's so, so much opportunity there. And again, it's just great from, from a relatively simple, you know, a simple concept to be able to have such substantial impact is, is great. It's a great tech application really it's you know that's where that's where engineering comes into something and that that way of thinking it you know it comes through for sure um so one thing as well is you know go neutral you say you want to um become a b corp and that would be awesome that's a great you know a great thing to work towards as well for any business now um but you know you're not a not-for-profit um and that that is an avenue that you could have gone down for sure you know doing something like this could have been about offsetting the carbon and then the rest of it is a not-for-profit model but you've gone for a for-profit model um which i <clears throat> i completely advocate for i've talked about a lot on this podcast before i come from a background of working for many years in not-for-profits as well and then i've come from years of working in you know agencies and client side and things like that and i think to actually make some good you know not to say for a second that not-for-profits don't make good impact they f- for sure do but i think in the landscape where we're up against some pretty aggressive capitalism we also need to have businesses working on a for-profit model to make more social and you know conscious impact as well what were what was your thought process through making go neutral a for-profit model um so there were two things one is actually just that it was easier yeah you know it was less it was less work to establish a you know a for-profit business Mm -hmm. than to establish a not-for-profit business yeah. Um, and the other is, much like you, I fundamentally believe that, you know, building, we, we should be able to build successful businesses that have positive impacts on the world, and they should not um, need to be not-for-profit businesses in order to make that happen. Yeah. So all of the incentives are lined up in Go Neutral. You know, so the, the you know, impact that I want Go Neutral to have on the world is to drive carbon removal. Um, and for that to happen at scale, I, I want to sell you know, lots of offsetting services to lots of people. Mm. Um, and yes, absolutely, if I do that, then Go Neutral will become a successful and profitable business. Um, and I think that those that's the right way around. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's great as well that with your acquisition from Green Collar that you've, you know, you're going to have this in, well, I assume then will be that you're able to have a financial injection into this business to take you through to that next level as well, which is really exciting. And that is how you're going to start going to, well, hopefully you'll be able to in the next 12 to 24 months, make a pretty significant dent on getting more people to know about this. And that, that is absolutely the plan. You know, uh, Gordon was self-funded and it means that everything was really, you know, um, bootstrapped at the very beginning. You know, my my uh, uh, startup capital went into branding design and website design and so forth, you know, because I knew that that was really core to doing a good job. Um, and then it was pretty scrappy after that. You know, I got some great feedback and some really excited people, in, you know, including some, some great people with some influence online. Um, and that propelled it but really to reach the next phase it is it's going to take a lot more resources and that's what you know that's what i've got now cool so then going into that side of things and i suppose working towards closing things out is what does the next six to twelve months look like for you especially with that in mind um so the next six months is really about learning um you know how go neutral can operate at scale you know and, and starting to build that consumer brand um, over the next 12 months, I'd love for this to, to for Go Neutral to become the best known, uh, you know, offsetting service, you know, kind of a climate action brand in Australia. 
Um, I know that that's that's you know not an easy task, um, but that's that's where I'm heading, and it needs to be quick uh, yeah. because you know we don't have much time left for making a difference to climate. You know, the, the sooner we do it, the better. Um, and there's a lot of really exciting things happen happening there, both in terms of partnerships and you know in terms of marketing and in terms of you know in terms of products as well. So I hope both will have a lot more to offer, and then also many more people will be hearing about it. Awesome. So. Everything, as always, will be in the show notes of this episode as well, so all of the links to go through. But for those listening and to get that quick info there, where can people find out more? More importantly, where can people go and actually get a sticker and offset their emissions? Yeah, so Go Neutral is goneutral.com.au and you can find us on socials at Go Neutral Now. Awesome. So, yeah, pretty much we're, you know, that's that's a quick fire. Well, I say quick fire, but that's, you know, that's 40 minutes 40 minutes in of awesome information there and a great insight into what you're doing and I think just a brilliant example as well of how a very focused model a very focused intention working towards a purpose can actually create a great you know a great business model and a great venture as well and something that can give you really good focus Um, so is there anything else aside from getting a sticker uh, you know and offsetting that and supporting go neutral that you would you'd encourage people to do or encourage people to consider when it comes to commencing or embarking further on their journey towards net zero? Look, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, being perfect is the, it, I'll start that again. Yeah. I really be- believe that our current obsession with perfection is a major problem in terms of actually having a, I'll try that one more time. Of course, mate, go ahead. Um, I believe our obsession with perfection is really getting in the way of climate action. So when you want to do something about climate, please don't start by believing that you have to do everything all at once and you have to become a climate expert. It doesn't need to be offsetting. You know, you find the right ways for you to start making a difference in terms of climate. And that could be everything from, you know, kind of activism and, po- and politics through to changing your lifestyle. But get started and get those you know, endorphins from having made a difference and then use that to keep building and building and building. Um, you know, so wherever you start, treat that as a first step and then just keep going. Awesome. And there we go. Right at the end, we've got our clip for the podcast. It's going to be promoted everywhere. That's a great it's a great way to set people on on their journey or get them to keep keep energized and motivated, I think, through their journey, which is one of the important things as well. And I think that's probably the last thing I'll close out with is as somebody who's, you know, I suppose over 15 years or so dipped in and out of activism in various areas of animal rights and environmentalism and things like that anything that can keep that energy up any of those small like you know small bits of progress you can make from like you say getting involved or also going out and getting something like the go neutral sticker and getting it on your car that just makes you think each day you're making that contribution it's great to keep that energy and motivation up and i think that's the most important thing as well cool all right casey well thanks very much for being a guest it's been great to chat great to learn more um, about all of the journey there's so much i could dig into and we'll continue the chat now after we hit record but um yeah maybe as well we'll get you back on in a year or so after things have been ramping up and we can see see where things are at yeah thank you tony and uh for the listeners out there feel free to get in touch too i'd love to hear from you awesome thanks mate and again everything will be in the show notes including ways to get in touch cheers great thank you thanks again for tuning in and listening to the episode 
If you've got this far right to the end, then I can only assume that you really enjoyed what you heard today and it brought you some value. If that's the case, then please head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and drop us a review. It really helps us grow the show, get more guests on, and we really appreciate your feedback. Thanks again. to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. <sighs> Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro.